Hello, everyone. Good evening, Hampton Roads, Tidewater Region, Northern North Carolina, and Internet listeners everywhere. Welcome to tonight's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial here in Hampton Roads and Tidewater Region. We're also listened to on www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the Internet. We're here to break down, discuss, and offer insight into the dynamics of marriage and family relationships. Our mission is to help restore, rebuild, and perfect your marriage and family relationships. Well, last week was my one-year anniversary broadcast, and I did kind of a recap of what I thought were the weightiest topics covered during the last year. And if you would like to hear uh, that segment or any other segment for that matter, if you want to hear those again or for the first time, maybe you want to just get a sample of what I've got out there, please go to iTunes and search The C.D. Hodges' Podcast. Again, go to iTunes and search The C.D. Hodges' Podcast. You'll find all my previous broadcasts there, and I upload them weekly as I complete the broadcast here. I upload them directly to iTunes, so please tune in there. Uh, uh, so I was thinking, uh, uh, what should I cover for this week? And, and it just came to my mind on the subject here. And I want to take a few weeks and speak to the issues that women deal with. I want to deal with the subject, just just uh, overall overarching subject of women uh, uh, for the next few weeks here. And let me begin by saying that I truly, deeply, sincerely do not mean to offend anyone. I have to preface this series with that because I'm probably going to sound somewhat old-fashioned. I'm probably going to sound out of date to some or to many. And to some, I may even sound at times a little sexist or a little gender biased. But believe me when I tell you from my heart, there is no intention to offend anybody. I believe that if you listen carefully and if you listen with an attentive ear, and if you listen wanting something to benefit you, I sincerely surely believe that you're going to hear something critical to your success, something critical to your fulfillment in life, something critical to you reaching your goals. As I spend the next few weeks dealing with the subject of women and the issues they deal with. So I just want to share my honest thoughts with you and and hope that someone will benefit. Now, I've got to tell you something. I've grown to, to have a great respect for women. It seems like so much of life's burden has been placed on the shoulders of women, even from the Garden of Eden. God says, Adam, you're going to work and you're going to uh, till the ground and you're going to live and eat by the sweat of your brow. But to Eve, he says, you're going to feel extreme pain during childbirth. And so, and that was an extra burden, seemingly. And since the earliest days that history can recall, women have been relegated to some second-class citizenship status and and have been marginalized to live on the margins. And, and it's only until a few generations ago that in the United States of America, even we even gave women the right to vote or the right to own property, so forth and so on. Uh, uh, the sad fact of the matter is that for all of time, women have not uh, received the dignity that they deserve. So I want to begin this series on women's issues by speaking to women uh, uh, and and the things that they go through here. And, and I just want to make that perfectly clear that from uh, uh, 
one thing here again I don't mean to offend anyone but there's just some things that are just going to be and that's the way it is and so as we talk about women let me make something perfectly clear from the get-go only a female can be a woman um, I'm starting off on a, on a touchy track here uh, sensitive issue but only a female can be a woman and just in case that slipped by anyone I, I have to say it again only a female can be a woman there is no ambiguity there is no confusion about it there is no regardless of what's going on in society what the the popular mood of the day may be and societal moods change like the wind there may be one way this year and another way next year but let there be no confusion about where i stand here only a female can be a woman when i look at webster's 1828 edition of the dictionary uh, Webster's 1828 dictionary remarks that the plural is womb men womb men that's w-o-m-b-m-e-n or restated men with a womb Webster also says woman is from the Saxon wife man or restated wife of man then Genesis 2 backs it all up or supports it all. Uh, in Genesis 2, uh, uh, God put Adam to sleep, took a rib from his side, and made a woman. And when Adam woke up, God presented the woman to him and instituted holy matrimony or marriage. And for those of you who believe in polygamy, God presented a woman to Adam. He didn't even present to her several women to choose from. He didn't say take your choice he presented the woman that was made for him and that's the one that he was to remain married to the woman came out of man and was made for the man wow i'm touchy already the woman was created with a womb for the purpose of bearing young bearing young is not the box that we put females in uh, uh, anything like that. Bearing children is not all there is to being a woman. Uh, uh, and I say this with regard to some women who may not be able to bear children. And like some men, like men place uh, most of their manhood in just a couple of parts or just a couple of things about them. I believe women may place a lot of the their womanhood or a lot of their value in their womanhood on a couple of things and one of those things is the ability to bear children uh yes bearing children is a god-given blessing uh but due to various uh maladies due to various circumstances due to many variables a lot of women are not able to bear children but that does not make them less of a woman uh so so uh, maybe we'll touch on that in a future segment. Uh, but what I want to say tonight is that the woman is the female gender of the species who has the genetic wherewithal to bear children. And I know this is probably a sizable bone of contention right here, but I'm just trying to do the subject a little justice. I really don't want to cause no division, uh, but this is the bottom line. Women were made with the ability, generally speaking, uh, to bear children. They were created with a womb. 
They were created in ways that men were not created. And I don't think there's one precise, succinct definition of a woman. <clears throat> Again, there's not one precise, succinct definition of a woman. If you ask any number of people, what is a woman, you're probably going to get any number of definitions. Uh, we can't say, you really cannot say that once a young girl reaches the age of 18 or 16, then she's a woman. Or you can't even say that once a young girl uh, begins her menses, she's a woman. Uh, you can't put an age limit on it because you can't even say of older women, well, you're old enough, you should be a woman by now, or, or as old as you are, you're certainly a woman. There's more involved into defining and being a woman than chronological age. The same it is for men, and we'll get to men at some point in the future, but there is so, so, so very much more to being a woman than her chronological age. Uh, uh, there are older ladies who have yet to achieve womanhood, but they well beyond 18. It's just by virtue of their behavior, their conduct, their personality, their outlook, their dispositions, their ambitions, their lack of self-control. All of this goes into making a woman. And you cannot put an age on it because there are some girls who may be 16, 17, or 18, but they're every bit a woman as any woman you know. Life has put them in that particular, particular predicament and they've had to rise to the occasion. Well, what is a woman? What then is a woman? Again, there is no one precise, all-encompassing definition of a woman. There's just not one thing that makes a woman. But I can tell you this much. A woman is a divinely inspired, wonderful mix of the biological, the physiological, the psychological, the emotional, the spiritual, and some more. It takes all of that to make a woman. A woman is divinely inspired and brought to creation by God. A woman is a special uh, masterpiece designed by God and she's special in her makeup biologically, physiologically. She's special in her makeup psychologically, emotionally, and she's definitely special in her makeup spiritually and then so much, so much more. And all of these, all of these come together to form this unique person who's placed in the world, who's placed in creation with divinely appointed purpose. She's all of that and she's placed in creation with a God-given purpose. A woman is biological because she's a living organism with a specific chromosomal arrangement a woman has two X chromosomes that determine her sex. Again, I know I'm on slippery ground here and, and we you can go on and debate how we're born and, and gender dysphoria and, and gender identification. You, you can debate all of that. I'm not going to debate it. I'm going to say plain what the Bible says. I'm just going to keep it simple tonight. A woman is biological because she's a living organism 
and she's created and she's born into the world with two X chromosomes. That determines her sex. That determines she's going to become a woman, those two X chromosomes. A woman is physiological because she has, she has body parts that distinguish her from males. She has breasts. She has sex organs. She's physiologically a woman different from a man. Uh, 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 let's see. A, a woman is psychological because of her shared experiences with all other women throughout history. A woman is psychological in the formation of her personality, in the formation of her growth, in the formation of her thought processes, in the formation of learning to think and carrying out her thought processes. She's psychological in great part because of her shared experience with other women throughout history. A woman is emotional because she is designed to feel in certain ways. Generally speaking, women feel differently than do men. Generally speaking, women are more apt to feel than men. Generally speaking, women are more emotional than men. And I'm stressing generally speaking because there's always an exception to the rule. Now, don't hold me down to this. There is always an exception to the rule. But generally speaking, women are more emotional than men. But of all her characteristics, of all of those, most importantly, most importantly, a woman is spiritual because she is specifically designed by God with some God in her. She was specifically designed by God, specifically created by God. God had something specific in mind when he created the woman. The woman also was created in God's image, not only the man, but the woman also was created in God's image. And she was never created to be less than man. She was never created to walk behind man. She was never created to be walked on by man. She was never created to be dragged by the hair like, like we see in pictures of cavemen. She was never created to be less than man. But God created the woman. She's the manifestation of his thoughts. And God created her with as much purpose as he did a man. Hey, I want to take a break here and just remind you, you're listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic in Hampton Roads and Tidewater Region. You can find us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. On the internet, you can find us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com.
As always, I'm reaching out to you to reach out to me. Send me an email at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Let me know you're listening. Let me know if what we're saying is worthwhile. If I'm stirring up something in you, you want to fire back at me, send me an email. Or inbox me on Facebook. You find me at Bishop Carl Hodges, Bishop C.D. Hodges. Uh, just look me up on Facebook. You'll find me there. And again, if you want to, to hear any of these broadcasts again, or if you want to hear some we've done in the past, all of our previous broadcasts, just go to iTunes and look me up. You can find me at The C.D. Hodges' Podcast. You can find me there. Welcome again to Marriage and Family Clinic. Talking, I'm uh, beginning a series tonight on women and the issues they deal with. And tonight I'm simply defining a woman. Defining a woman. Nothing precise we can put on her. But we're grateful, we're excited, and we confess that she was created specifically by God, designed specifically by God. She has just as much purpose as a man. In all of this talking about defining a woman, by now I've been talking 15 minutes or so about defining a woman, and and you may not be uh, any closer to a definition than we were when we began. In just this short time, though, I've grown in more appreciation for women. Even even as I'm I'm still defining women, I've already grown in more appreciation for women just to hear myself say. She was divinely inspired by God. She is the expression of God's thoughts. She is the manifestation of what was rolling around in God's heart. That ought to make you appreciate women even the more. But at any rate, we're still trying to define women. Maybe the difficulty in finding women is not a strange thing at all. Defining a woman is difficult because they show up in creation in so many different expressions of womanhood. They show up in different sizes, different colors, different hair lengths, different parts of the world, different cultures, different uh, uh, inhibitions, different dispositions, different purposes, different uses, different gifts. They just show up differently. It's difficult to define a woman. Uh, uh, uh. So, so even though we can't find one with a straightforward definition, we still know one when we see one. And like we know one when we see one, there are some females we see that we're able to say, she's not a woman yet. And I don't mean to speak derogatory or anything like that about anyone, but you understand what I'm saying. We know a woman when we see one. And... We know when one is not when we see one, all right? So, for example, what, what, what do we look for in a woman? Well, uh, no precise, succinct definition of a woman. The truth of the matter is the woman is the compilation of many qualities, traits, and characteristics. She's a compilation. She's a, she's a, uh, a montage. She's an abstract. She is a uh, collage. Many characteristics, traits, and qualities collide in this one being and make this particular woman. But there are some qualities, some traits, some characteristics that are common among those whom we may call notable women. 
Now, for these examples, uh, uh, I want to go to the Bible. Proverbs 31, the 31st chapter of Proverbs is the Christian's go-to scripture when defining or describing those qualities, traits, and characteristics that make up a notable woman. So, so, and, and please notice that I'm not using terms like a real woman. Because as I'm going to discuss in a few minutes here, women exist in different stages at different degrees of womanhood. So I'm not saying anything like a real woman. You know when you're a woman or not. You know when you need growth. You know when you need development. But let nobody tell you that you're not a woman. Uh, uh, but there is a fruit of a truly notable woman. And Proverbs 31 tells us about some of that fruit. So so let's get into some of this. Let's get into some of this. Uh, in Proverbs 31, the king's mother describes a virtuous woman and, and she places her far above rubies. The king's mother, uh, the king here is, is Lemuel. And, and Lemuel's mother is having a mother-son talk with him. And she describes the kind of a woman that would do him well in life. And I think it noteworthy that the king's mother tells him about a good woman, but doesn't tell him how to be a good man. She tells him about a good woman, what to look for in a good woman, but she does not tell him how to be a good man. Maybe we'll get to that somewhere down the road also. I think you can figure out where I may be going there. So the king's mother describes a virtuous woman and places her value, places the price of this woman far above rubies. All of her attributes, all of her characteristics, all of her traits, they all come to together to distinguish her as a virtuous woman. So there are a whole lot of women out there, but it takes something to be referred to as a virtuous woman. What does a virtuous woman look like? Well, let's keep going in Proverbs 31 and see. In Proverbs, in the 11th verse of Proverbs 31, the Bible says, her husband trusts her with his heart. The first thing we see about a virtuous woman is that she has earned the unquestioned trust of her husband and he's altogether secure with her. She's of a character that settles her husband down. She's of a character, she's of a mindset that eases her husband's troubles, that, that relieves him of any worry about what she's doing, where she's going, who she's with. Her husband trusts her with his whole heart. If you're married, that's a question to ask yourself. Does my husband trust me with a his whole heart. Does my disposition, does my personality, does my uh, uh, wherewithal, does my mindset, does my conduct, does my personal conduct, does it settle my husband down? Or does it make my husband rear up and wonder what in the world is going on with me? So she has earned the unquestioned trust of her husband and he's altogether secure with her. Verses 13 and 14 of Proverbs 31 describe a woman who knows how to maximize the family's budget. She can take a little money, go shopping, and come home with what looks like expensive items. But she's been shopping at Kmart. She knows how to wheel and deal and stretch a dollar. She can buy it at Target 
and make you think she bought it at Neiman Marcus. She knows how to deal with money. She's financially savvy. And sisters and women out there, I'm, I'm telling you something right now. I mean this from my heart. You can't afford to allow your husband to handle all the finances. Because if something happens to him or he leaves here, you're going to find yourself drowning in debt and losing everything that you have. You need to have a certain sense of financial savvy yourself. You need to be able to make things happen financially yourself. The finances are not his job. The finances are not her job. The finances are their job. It's their job to work together. But this virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, she knows how to handle money. She doesn't waste money. She's not engaged in frivolous spending. She doesn't do window shopping. She knows how to wheel and deal. Take note there. Verse 15 says she cooks breakfast for a family and the help. She cooks breakfast for a family and the help. The maid, the, 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 the butler, the, the, the yard keeper, the whoever is in the house there. She cooks breakfast for the family and the help before she goes off on her busy day. She's thoughtful. She's kind. She's diligent. She's fair. This is that virtuous woman. Before children ever get up, they wake up to the smell of bacon frying, just in case you still eat bacon. If you don't eat bacon, then whatever it is you smell in the morning. Hallelujah. But they wake up and breakfast is already ready. She's already dressed, ready for her day before they ever get up. Verse 16 lets us know she takes some of her money and buys real estate. Huh. Then she takes the profit from her real estate ventures and she plants a garden at home. This virtuous woman is an entrepreneur. She understands economics. She has vision. She knows how to buy and sell property and put up for the future. She's foreseeing. She's looking out ahead in life, looking to the future. She's putting something up. She's an entrepreneur on top of everything else. She's a successful businesswoman on top of everything else. Wow. I think you're getting the idea of what qualities a woman possesses in order to become a notable woman. Let me move this right along before I run out of time here. I'm almost getting excited. The virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 gets up early. She takes care of home. She goes to work all day. Then she comes home and she works in crafts at night. And she keeps her house looking presentable. You won't go in her house and find dishes in the sink. Dirty clothes laying all over the place. She takes care of the poor and the needy, which evidences her big heart and her compassionate ways. She makes her own clothes and she's dressed to a tee. She designs gowns and she sells them for a profit. Her clothing line is booming. This is what you find in Proverbs 31. One thing that I appreciate most about this woman, her children are well behaved. They excel in school and her children call her blessed. Her children praise her. She always has a kind word and something positive to say. She's never gossiping on the phone. She's never backbiting. She's not two-faced. You can trust her at her word. You can take her at her word. Another important thing is that her husband is well thought of. The way she presents herself in the community, the way she presents herself in the marketplace, makes her husband look good. Listen closely, woman. 
You can color the life and the career of your husband. If you're loose as a goose, that colors his life and career. If you're chaste and virtuous, that colors his life and career. So Proverbs 31 paints an awesome picture of a virtuous woman, a woman who serves as a model for women. And I know this sounds like some ultra phantom of a superwoman, and I'm not saying that this is exactly how you have to be to be a woman. This is an example of what can be. I love the fact that she didn't need the influence of a woman's liberation move to become who she was. This woman serves as a model for all women. And you may not reach this lofty plateau as this woman in Proverbs 31 because every woman exists on a continuum. And I'm running out of time, but I want to end right here. Some women may attain a life that's close to the woman in Proverbs 31, and some women probably will not. As a matter of fact, most women probably will not reach that lofty status. But the truth of the matter is most women possess some and all of these qualities to one degree or another. And you possess them to one degree or another in various stages of life. Let's break it down this way. If you were grading a woman on the scale of 1 to 10, 1 being absolute slob, 10 being a perfect home manager, the Proverbs 31 woman would be a 10, some other woman would be a 1. Where are you on that scale? Every woman exists on a continuum. Another great thing about the continuum is you can continue to change and grow. You're a woman, but you're at a various stage. You're at a specific stage on the continuum. But where you are is not where you're destined to remain. You can grow. You can change. You can learn. You can explore. You can experiment. You can become who you dream of becoming. You can do what you dream of doing. You don't have to stay the same. You get to work on being the best you that you can be. And that's what brings glory to God and fulfillment to your life. A woman begins to develop her concept of female from the time she's coming up as a little girl at home. But just remember, I want to leave this with you. Another thing about the continuum, no matter where you start, no matter what has happened to you in your past, no matter where you come from, being on a continuum, being on the woman continuum means you have the opportunity to make life what you want it to be. No matter what you've been through, no matter what was done to you, no matter who left you, you can make life what you want it to be. You were designed just that way. Hey, I'm out of time. I've got to stop here. You've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic, uh, uh, Hampton Roads and Tidewater Region. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Listen, I need to hear from you. Email me at cdhodges at hotmail.com. Look me up on Facebook. Inbox me. Bishop C.D. Hodges, Bishop Carl Hodges. Find my podcast, iTunes, the C.D. Hodges' podcast. And I want to sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, implore you to make contact with me. If you're listening to me out there, make contact with me. I need to know if we're heading down the right path. We're going to be dealing with the subject of women and their issues for the next few weeks. We're going to deal with women and money, women and heartache, women and rejection, uh, uh, women and self-esteem, women and finances, uh, uh, women in relationships. We're going to be dealing with the whole gamut of what it is to be a woman and women's experiences. I'll need some help at some point. 
won't you contact me? Give me some help. Or if you're listening to us out there, won't you contact me and let me know if there's an area of your womanhood that you would like to have a hand with. I certainly will try my best to speak to it. And who knows, maybe I'll bring someone in here to help me. Maybe I'll bring in a special guest to talk to me or talk with us and share in the discussion about women and their issues. Women are all important, designed specifically by God. Women are created with purpose. Women are a compilation, uh, a, a masterpiece, if you will. Women are God's expression of beauty. Keep it in your mind. And we're going to see you next week. Remember, you can't have peace without surrendering your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.